Hi, and welcome to the Wise Women's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council. And with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women Conversation. And this week I'm having a bit of a conversation with Irina Geller, who is an emotional eating coach, and she works with women who are struggling with emotional eating or stress eating and she shows them a different way of living and she shows them how to she you know guides them on how they can have a better relationship with their food and find different ways to be dealing with their stress and emotions and this conversation is a very interesting conversation because I think that many women do experience emotional eating Um, whether or not it's just in the short term or for some women it's actually a longer term um, issue. So Irina shares with us what emotional eating actually is and we also talk about the link between adrenal burnout and emotional eating and also the role that culture, the culture you were brought up in, can also have in um, your relationship with your food. For many cultures, Food was used to celebration. Food was used um, to comfort. So we have many different um, societal beliefs around the role of food in our lives. Now, one of the important things that Irina shares is the importance of feeding the body and not feeding your emotions. And she shares with us a few tips on how you can do that and better ways of dealing with your emotions rather than using food. So if you want to learn a little bit more about Irina, her website is www.irena, I-R-E-N-A, Geller, G-E-L-L-E-R.com. Her, on Facebook, she is Irina Geller, Emotional Eating Coach. On Instagram, she is Emotional Eating Coach. So if you identify with any of the things that Irina talks about um, in this conversation, please contact her and see if there's some way that she might be able to help you have a better control over your food and your emotions. So enjoy this podcast. Speak to you soon. Irene, can you just give us a really brief background of how you got into this field of work? Sure. So I, um, my relationship with food started at the age of 11 when we first came out to Australia from Ukraine with my parents and my parents worked several jobs just to get us set up. And I was at home looking after my one-year-old brother going to school and uh, very lonely and very anxious. And so I became friends with food. I started to binge eat. Now throughout my life, I've had several eating disorders, um, binge eating, anorexia, bulimia, So, you know, I had quite a dysfunctional relationship with food for quite a while and I used food to soothe my emotions. Um, I was in the fashion industry for about two decades 
and that was about seven years ago. That's when I finished up. And um, I had a very stressful um, business, you know, I mean, the fashion industry is very stressful. I travelled a lot. I had two children in the interim and basically I burnt out. So I had, um, I didn't have, I had pretty much adrenal fatigue and I reckon I slept for about the first three months. (laughs) And the other thing that had happened is I ballooned out to 150 kilos. So I was depressed. I was overweight. I was... um, you know, using food um, to comfort myself. Um, it was my drug of choice, so to speak. Um, some people turned to alcohol, other people turned to other vices. Food was my go-to, so to speak. And I think that's a very common story. I it think is. For busy women, women. Yeah, it is busy, busy women. women. They're burning themselves yeah. out. They're eating to comfort um, and they're in the, you know, as, as all of us were growing mm. up, there was this thing about everything had to be low fat. So we're eating very high exactly. carb foods, yeah. lots of processed foods yeah. Yeah. and just changing, you know, the mindset around the yeah. types of foods we should be eating and mm. what's good for us. When we've been told our whole life that that's bad. And then all mm. of a sudden someone comes along and says it's good and it's really confusing. Yeah. And Without all this stuff goes on and yeah. women, you know, I, I, you're not the only woman that's been mm. through this. I, I guarantee that the majority of mm. women at some stage have been through this totally. yo-yo of dieting, yeah. trying to lose yeah. weight and all of that. So emotional eating, tell us what is emotional eating? What is, what is, what is, it, okay. how, what is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, emotional eating is basically um, feeding your emotions but feeding them with food because you're eating rather than taking care of yourself. And this so, is good emotions as well as bad emotions. Well, yeah. negative as, as well as positive well, you know, emotions. Yeah, like, you know, we feast when we're happy, when yes. we're sad, because they're all emotions. And you yeah. have a European background, so I assume yeah, very, very big celebration. Yeah. Food plays a big yeah. part of your upbringing and Culture. your tradition. Yeah. And it still does, you know. It's just that I deal with it in a different way. You see, I've learned to use food to fuel my body, um, to make myself feel good. So I don't eat um, for emotions. I eat to feel good. I eat to fuel my body so I can be in a good mood, so I can have good energy, good focus. And I didn't really know about all of this. And I guess this is why I've gone into, I've chosen to be an emotional eating coach because I feel that there's, um, there was a gap in the marketplace that there wasn't... Um, there wasn't enough support, you know, mm. aside from AA and Overeaters Anonymous. Where can one turn to? Where can one go? That's right. And, you know, I found that on my own journey. So I lost 50 kilos over two years after. Congratulations. I, thank you. After I closed the business. And basically, you know, I had a personal trainer. I was seeing a psychologist. I was seeing a dietitian. But when I went home, there was something missing, you know, like, I didn't have that support, that Mm. emotional support, you know, someone guiding me and someone helping me and letting me know that I'm okay, that I'm not some, you know, wildebeest that eats, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You've got no willpower, it's all your fault. Exactly, yeah. And that's that's a common, um, we see that with a lot of, you know, some of the celebrity trainers and we look at some of these Mm. TV shows, it's like, well, Mm. you don't have enough willpower, so just get stuck into it and it's a real beat yourself up and I'm very much against this let's just punish yourself for the body that you've got 
you know, and yes. that's, that's been a lot of the um, messaging mm. that's been coming out. Oh, well, you've just got to work harder, work harder, yeah, work, exactly. eat less, yeah. work harder. You're not doing that's it. Your willpower is crap. Yeah. But that's not true because there's no. more to it than that. Much more. How the do we is, know, yeah. sorry, how do we know that we're an emotional eater? What are the signs of being an emotional eater? Okay, well, the signs are emotional eaters are overeaters, right? So they find it very difficult just to have, um, you know, when they're feeling stressed or when they're feeling um, sad or when they're feeling angry, they don't know how to process their emotion. They're not, um, and, they're, and it's, they don't know because they haven't been, um, no one's given them the knowledge. No mm. one um, has explained to them what it is. So that like when you eat a whole block of chocolate yeah. rather than just yeah. a row. But it can be different things for different people. Like, you know, some people will just eat their kids' leftovers, right? And um, other people will buy a whole tub of ice cream and finish it off. A lot of it is environmental as well. When I say environmental is if you are an emotional eater and you've got stuff in the house, chances are you'll polish it off. And is it hidden? Do, mo do a lot of women hide what they're eating yes, and the stuff they they're eating? Because they're embarrassed about it. A lot of women are embarrassed about their bodies. They're embarrassed about their habits and the first step to making a change sorry if i'm jumping ahead no no go ahead this actually, is great um make friends with your body because your body is the body that you've been given and it's a blessing right? See, i heard i heard a um an interview with someone not mm. so long ago and it really hit me it's like mm. the body you have is the body you've created so That's your body right. by the time you know you get to 50 55 mm has been created based on every decision you've made in your life. Yeah. And so you've actually created hmm. what you've got today. The, yeah. the body you have the today responsibility is... Responsibility. Yeah, it's right. It's, you created saying. it. And that was a, yeah. a big aha moment for me when I actually heard that totally. because, you know, and whether or not... Because I have um, ongoing pain and I realised that I created mm -hmm. that pain during based on the decisions I'd made and what I'd done, yeah. the actions I'd done in my life. So I created that. That's my responsibility. If I can create it, I can uncreate it. So I can yes, heal it. Which means you have the power. That's right. And the I think end. this is the big message we've got to get is women have message. the power to do that's this. Right. Well, we give birth to children. I mean, I recently became a grandmother and I witnessed my daughter give birth. And, you know, I was with her for like about 15 hours through the labour and I coached her through the labour, you know, with all the breathing and everything. But what it made me realise is that we have so much power as mm. women, yet a lot of the times when we're stuck and we're in certain situations, we'll feel so powerless, but we're not powerless. No. You see, we are compassionate towards ourselves and we build a nice relationship with ourselves. Then we can harness that power. So how do we do that? How do we start to love ourselves? What a, give me a couple a of simple... Well, what's a couple of simple things that we could do just okay. to start with? So, okay, so forgiving yourself, right? So say you ate too much. Rather than feeling guilty and being hard on yourself and calling yourself names, which a lot of women do, right? Sit down and reflect. Ask yourself, where was I? What happened? What was I feeling? So asking yourself questions, they're called empowering questions. What happens when you ask yourself empowering questions is your brain automatically goes looking for the answers. Mm -hmm. And the other thing to remember is it's progress, not perfection. 
You've got a lifetime of habits, mm. decisions that you've made. You're not going to undo them in one day. So patience, compassion towards yourself and just, you know, realising that you have the power. Don't give your power away. Don't say I'm powerless over this. Yeah. So and what about standing in front of the mirror and just looking at yourself? Because a mean, lot of women don't do that either. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that takes time. You know, it took me quite a bit of time. Do we just start with little yeah. bits? And little bits at a time? Well, I, think it's, I think it's different for different people. Like different people find ways of accepting themselves. You know, in other words, um, we're all different. So yeah. what for some women may not work for others. And certainly getting help from a coach or from someone that you feel comfortable working with, you know, a naturopath, nutritionist, whoever it be that you choose is a good idea because accountability accounts for a lot that's right and it is a bit of a team it's a team thing isn't it it's like you know there's lots of things going on and Mm. um you know me being a naturopath i would be looking at some of the physical stuff that was going Mm. on but then you know a nutritionist would be looking at your diet then a coach would be looking at okay what's your emotions around this it's like mindset sometimes you need a team of people who are going to support you at different stages of the journey just and like then I had. Yeah. right in the middle, it sits you. Exactly. And it's no point saying, oh, well, the naturopath's going to do this, the nutritionist's going to do that, the coach is going to do that. It's like you have to own it yeah, yourself. You do. you do have to own it. And when you take ownership, that is like it's almost like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know? Because you realise that you actually, by taking ownership, you realise you are in control. It's not someone else controlling you you have the right to say no. Mm. The other really important thing is boundaries. I find, I find having setting healthy boundaries yeah. goes hand in hand with making changes. Because if you're saying yes to everyone and to everything, um, it means that everyone else is controlling your time. Yeah. And so with those, food, isn't that such a big thing? I mean, you, you go somewhere and people offer you food and, oh. and even when you say no and they keep offering you so just a little bit just a little mm. i mean how often do your friends and family go oh that little bit won't matter mm. and you're sitting there going oh no i've got to stay yeah. there and it can be really really hard particularly yeah, yeah you know particularly maybe if it's your mother who's offering you you know this fluffy cake or something and you're sitting mm. there going she made it for me but yeah. how can i say no, <laughs> no. Yeah. you know what i find really helps um, and this, because um, initially I, um, when I was doing all of this, I found it very challenging to go to, you know, social events and functions and, you know, the weekends would always unravel me. What I do now is I decide what kind of choices I'm, I'll be happy with, I'll be satisfied with, and I decide how I want to feel at the end of that event, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, engaging and building relationships and being present in the moment rather than eating is more important. Yeah. And, you know, but all of that takes time. Yeah. It and takes it's also about to stop feel, like feeling the guilt, isn't it? I mean, yeah. if you eat something which may not be the best for your body, it's actually oh. worse if you feel guilty about it because totally. that actually builds that all yeah. that stress and everything going on in your body. Then if mm. you say, you know, this is a celebration, I'm celebrating yeah. with my family, I, 
having a small bit, I love the celebration. As long as you're comfortable with it. That's right. It's deciding what you will be comfortable with doing. Mm. And in other words, it's creating a plan before you go Go out. Yeah. Like when I go to restaurants or if I go to a party in a restaurant, I look at the menu and I decide what I'm comfortable having. Right. And then there's no guilt because guilt is basically it achieves nothing. That's right. It just it actually makes it worse. Well, yeah. You're just like, I think if I could get out there and talk to all the women and just ask them to stop berating themselves <laughs> for what they do. You're just if I could have sometimes. one of those big microphones, <laughs> you know, forgive yourself. Yeah. Forgive it is. Yourself. It's a big one. It's some of the things that I've one. had clients say mm. to me that they talk about themselves. Mm. The words I've heard come out of women's yeah. mouths when they talk about themselves, it is shocking. They would never ever say that to say a that friend to, they, no. they, they wouldn't even say it to no. a dog you exactly. know it's like but they'd say it to themselves yeah it's... i think also um if we're talking about ladies that are around our age group i think a lot of us have been brought up that way we've been yeah. called you know we've been told we're not good enough you know like um we've definitely brought our kids up differently in fact we might have given them too much encouragement or <laughs> you know there's always that balance yeah, that's right but, you know growing up um You know, I remember my parents saying, oh, that's not good enough or you're this or you're that. And it's just a lot of name calling and a lot of that um, stays in um, women's heads. And women are really good at looking after everyone else, but not themselves. You know, having time to yourself daily is so important, even if it's 10 minutes. You know, like it's... Because if you're not well, how can you possibly... Yeah, be there for others. Be there for others, Yeah. Well, this has been a fantastic chat, Marina. Mm. Thanks so much for really going deeper in there and the, the couple of great tips that you gave for mm. women to, one, identify emotional eating and, two, what they could do about it. I'll put all your links and everything underneath this video. I'll attach Thank it to you. this video. So if anyone wants to chat to you more sure. about if they are, are identifying mm. with this emotional mm. eating, then they can um, contact you more. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy listening to that Wise Woman's Conversation? Please let me know what you thought by leaving a comment on the Market Woman Project website or giving the podcast a review in iTunes or wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. Please share this podcast with other wise women who you think would like to listen. And remember, you are a wise woman. I want to thank you for listening today and until next time, from my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye.